Israel is so much more than Krav Maga or falafel, and Jewish continuity has far greater meaning than watching Fiddler on the Roof with your kids. Welcome to the Thrive Study Abroadcast, the show where we will talk about modern Israel, Jewish values, and everything in between. I'm your host, Adi Isaacs, director of Thrive Study Abroad. For the last 15 years, I've seen how a semester or more in Israel will change a student forever. In this podcast, incredible students and people just like them share how Israel and Jewish values not only inspire them, but empower them to make an impact. Yala, Achi, and welcome to the show. I want to you know, introduce you to everybody that doesn't know you. So tell me, Noah, like, where did you study? Leaving aside study abroad for right now, where were you studying? What did you study? And what are you up to now? Sure, yeah. So I graduated from Duke University down, down in Durham, North Carolina. I was initially re- recruited to be on their Division One swim team with the intention of obviously focusing my time and energy on school. I was a top athlete in high school and was fortunate enough to get recruited to Duke to swim on their team. And so while I was at Duke, I studied economics and also Judaic studies and Hebrew. Cool. Yeah, I got to tell me, I remember when we met one of the first times in the came to Israel and we were talking about being an athlete in Duke. Now you were an athlete at Duke at a good time. But, you know, I remember you showed me that picture of you and your buddy Zion. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was, I was fortunate enough to befriend a lot of the basketball players who are now a common household name. So I'm currently living in Boston. Jason Tatum is also a very common name. He was a classmate of mine. So there were a lot of really cool perks of being a student athlete at Duke. And what was actually amazing. And one of my, I would say first introduction to Israel and and Judaism was while I was a freshman on the Duke swim team, I was invited to be on the Team USA for the Maccabea Games. It was the 2017 Maccabea Games, and I obviously accepted. And that summer in 2017 was my first time in Israel. I was there for a month participating in the Maccabea Games and competing for team. We traveled around the entire country. It was really my first time experiencing the country and the culture, which, which obviously kind of, you know, materialized into my study abroad, which we can speak about later. But yeah, you know, swimming opened a, a lot of doors for me and presented with a lot of really incredible opportunities. Cool. Wow. And you're amazing. Now, for those of us that aren't as uh, intensive athletes as yourself, now, what was your schedule like when you were in Duke, just in terms of the commitment of being a swimmer and an athlete? Yeah. So Swimming at any Division One program or being an athlete at any Division One program comes with a lot of sacrifice and a lot of time management. Swimming specifically for me was around 20 plus hours a week. You can consider it a part-time job, but, you know, even more, it was, you know, early morning swim practices. I was waking up at 4.30 in the morning at two and a half hour practices in the morning, two and a half hour practices in the afternoon. So just about five hours of swimming every day throughout the week. And then also balancing that with full, you know, academic course load. So it it definitely required a lot of time management and discipline and staying focused. 
you know, that was the reason why I went to Duke. And, you know, it was an absolutely an incredible experience to, to not only go through that on my own, but to have, a, you know, an incredible support system with me and my teammates and all of the resources that Duke had to offer me. Cool. Let's fast forward a little bit also right now. So you say so you study economics and now what are you up to? You said you're living in Boston. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. So I graduated from Duke in 2020. Like I said, unfortunately it was the COVID spring. So I unfortunately lost my spring semester, but was lucky enough to line up a job in investment banking. Um, and ironically it happened to be in, in the biotechnology industry. So as COVID was hitting and everyone was, you know, wondering, are there vaccines coming out or therapeutics for, you know, this strange new disease. I actually happened to start at a time where a lot of my work happened to focus around developing or helping companies develop vaccines and therapeutics to treat COVID. Since the summer of 2020, I've been working as a biotech investment banker and have been working on some really cool, you know, technologies in, in the space and have really been heads down for the most part. You know, I started during kind of peak quarantine and in the States and Boston was especially locked down. So I have really just been kind of putting my head down and learning as much as I can and working hard. Cool. Very nice. I remember when you were here and I know in Thrive, we hooked you up with one of our buddies and have a really good internship with, with the VC. Do, that, do you think that helped play, give you an understanding a little bit more, maybe get you into the field? No, Alex, our good friend, our Thrive's good friend, Alex Oppenheimer right. was, you know, nice enough to take me under his wing and have me, I would say, work with him throughout the summer of 2019, which put me in a really good position to recruit into, you know, a top level banking job in Boston. And I obviously spoke a lot about the, you know, my time in Israel and my experience working with the, you know, Israeli startups and venture capitalists and investors and the entire, you know, business world in Israel. And that was obviously an amazing experience and wouldn't have happened if I wasn't part of the Thrive community. There we go. I have to throw out one other thing, you know, thanks to our relationship that you would know also you hooked up my cousin with the job by your place. You know, the, the, you know everything goes around that comes around. I know my cousin said he's very happy, loves working with you. So thank, thanks for that. Business call with, with Isaac and, you know, we do a good work together. Okay. You got to give him a, got to give him a hug for me. So, I, abs I absolutely will. Okay, cool. So let's go back now to to study abroad for a second. Being a division one athlete and a swimmer, yeah. you really had to make a sacrifice in order to study abroad in Israel. How did you go about making that decision? And, you know, why was it important for you? Yeah, you know, maybe just to, you know, set the frameworks, which is that I couldn't go abroad had I stayed a division one swimmer at Duke. It was one or the other. And I had previously expressed my interest in going abroad to Israel. And this was definitely something I wanted to do. I always had it in the back on wanted to get this experience. And so I made a, you know, a, a life-changing decision after my sophomore year, which was to retire from the, you know, college world of swimming and to take a leap of faith and, and go abroad to Israel, knowing that I couldn't rejoin the swim team after my abroad experience, right? So it was, you know, active decision to quit swimming. And at that time, I had thought it was 
really my last time swimming competitively ever. And so maybe we could talk a little bit about what happened. Yeah. And we'll talk about that soon, but it, it is fascinating and important. You know, I talk to students when I go recruiting at all the colleges, a lot of times and say that making a decision to study abroad and where you decide there is always potentially a sacrifice and, you know, the sacrifice, whether I want to stay on campus, especially right now with COVID, I missed X amount of semesters. So I want to stay here. Or maybe I want to study abroad somewhere else, but like every decision does have like amazing pros, but also has sacrifices. And I know your experience really shows that more than ever, like you had to make a major sacrifice and where you started college and then you pivoted. So why did you think Israel was that important to come to? In order yeah. Maybe just quickly building off of that. I mean, when making a decision like that, it's much more clear. It's clearer to see all the reasons why not. I have friends in college, you know, I'm missing, you know, Duke basketball, you know, there, there are so many reasons to stay and there are a lot of unknowns um, or the reasons why. And so in, in my mind, it was something that, again, I had been in Israel before through the, the Maccabea games. It was a, it was an experience that was very, it was very interesting that to me, I would say, because I didn't know what, I, what would come about. I didn't know about Thrive. I didn't know what I would be getting into, you know, with the startup world. And so I took a leap of faith and there were a lot of reasons to stay back home. But eventually, you know, I made a decision that, you know, this could be one of the best decisions of my life. And today I look back at it and it absolutely was. Amazing. I want to first, before we hear a little bit more of your swim story, I would love to hear just thinking about what was your favorite memory of being in Israel, especially specifically with Thrive? I think what sticks out the most was it probably was our first, our first trip away, which was the, the military, the Israeli army boot camp, which was, I believe it was just over 24 hours. And it was really our first time coming together as a group, but it was a full military experience where they, you know, there was this Mifaked, this, uh, this commander that was just kicking our butts the entire time, making us, you know, <laughs> you know, running and doing a lot of, I mean, just so many ridiculous things, but it really brought us all together. And, and I remember you and Matt carrying that water jug for hours. Absolutely. I was assigned the water boy where I was responsible for holding the jug of water with, with one of our, you know, Thrive members. And yeah, I think that was the first, first experience or probably the most significant experience that really stood out to me. Cool. Yeah, good times. I remember that. I know I have, I have a lot of footage of that. I, if you recall, I was the, the videographer that that semester. So there, there you go. Our, our group that just arrived right now going there next week. So I don't have to give away too much away from it. And yeah, okay, great. So ultimately you came here, you sacrificed a lot from leaving the Duke swimming team. You know, tell us what happened here because it's pretty wild story. Yeah. So it was wild. Again, I had, in my mind, I had thought I was completely done swimming competitively and specifically I made a commitment to never swim in an indoor pool again. I had some, you know, PTSD from all of the hours, you know, swimming indoors. And fortunately, there was a beautiful outdoor pool at the Tel Aviv University campus, a beautiful Olympic-sized pool. 
And I was still staying active and I, I obviously loved the act of swimming. And, you know, on these beautiful days, I would go outside and swim in the outdoor pool. And it just so happened one of the, you know, very early on one day I was swimming and the, uh, the Tel Aviv University swim coach, actually, he came up to me, he saw, he saw me swimming and he said, you know, this doesn't look normal. Now, would you, are you a student here? Would you like to join our team? And I said, no, you know, I'm done swimming. I'm retired. I just do this, you know, recreationally. And he kept pushing me. He said, no, trust me, it would be an amazing experience. And I was telling him I'm, a, I'm here for a semester. I was giving him reasons why I couldn't join the, their swim team. And finally, he convinced me to join. He said, it's going to be an absolute amazing experience. It'll give you an opportunity to meet more, you know, Israeli students in the program. You'll learn Hebrew. You'll get to do all these, you know, you'll practice, you'll train, whatever. And I said, all right, fine. And then what he said was, all right, there's one caveat. You need to compete for Tel Aviv University. You need to compete for us at the, you know, Israeli collegiate national championships, which included, you know, schools from Europe as well. And it was down in a lot. And I said, all right, you know, I'll swim for you guys. And, you know, sure, sure enough, a few months later, I was competing for Tel Aviv University. It did very well for myself and the swim team. And I just realized, you know, it, while I had thought that I was sacrificing a, really a, a large part of my life in swimming and being a, you know, a Duke swimmer, and that was really what defined me. Well, I thought I was sacrificing that. I realized that, you know, I would say when you fully commit to, if you sacrifice something and you fully commit to the thing that you're sacrificing against, you will be rewarded. And I found out that, you know, it, it completely came full circle that I was able to compete again and, and be in Israel. And I didn't have to sacrifice my swimming, but, but rather, you know, have that supplement a part of my Israel experience. So it was a really wild experience and I just had such an amazing time doing it. Amazing. You didn't just not sacrifice. You like became a Tel Aviv University legend, a hero. <laughs> I happened to win the Israeli national championship, which was amazing. I got a scholarship in shekels based on that performance and was able to, you know, use those proceeds to enjoy the rest of my time in Israel. I remember you coming back with those medals. You're like, you know, living it up, you know, it was a brand. It wasn't just swimming. I mean, the, it was called the Asa games. It's in, they do all sports. So it was kind of like an Olympics for Israeli collegiate athletes. So cool. And it's a great lesson here. What you were saying before about just when you believe in something, it doesn't become a sacrifice. It enhances it. And now here are you it, full circle swimming yeah, in Israel and becoming an Israeli legend. Yeah. I, I again, I, I thought I had put swimming behind me. And, you know, the next thing I know, I'm not only in Israel where I wanted to be, but I was also swimming in, a, in, you know, I was swimming for an amazing team and got to, you know, go down to a lot and compete for an entire week and just have an amazing time and meet new people along the way. So it was an absolute surreal experience. Amazing. And, you know, everybody, whenever people come back from study abroad, you know, the classic thing, abroad change. And we joke around about that. We've spoken about that before. But, you know, you, you definitely have told me a number of times that abroad changed you and specifically coming to Israel. You know, what, how would you explain that to people? I mean, there's a few things that I would say. 
for one. And especially as an American Jew, you know, there's obviously a, a culture around Judaism in, in America, but to see to see Judaism in Israel and to just be part of that culture for a sustained period of time, you know, some people visit Israel for a few weeks, maybe even a few days with their with their family or they, you know, they do birth. I actually had done birthright prior to you know, being in Israel or the semester abroad. But I actually realized that living in a different country and living in Israel for for, you know, six plus months really gave me an incredible understanding of not just Judaism, the culture that Israel has created since, you know, its inception. And, you know, I always kind of carry those, you know, values that I learned from being there, the understanding of Israel's history and, you know, my personal experience, not only in Thrive, but you know, I stayed in Israel for the summer, working in Tel Aviv, you know, being on the ground and part of the startup community. And I developed relationships that I, you know, continue through today. Amazing. Just the fi final words from you, I'd love, love to hear, you know, anybody that's debating about, should I study abroad? Should I not study abroad? Should I go to Prague, Budapest, Barcelona, or Israel? You know, what would you tell them? Yeah, I mean... I would tell them if they're if they're Jewish, I would say there's no question to to be in Israel. Again, like I said, there's a lot Why? of value. there's a lot there's a lot of value in not just visiting Israel, but to actually live here and to be part of the culture and to experience, you know, as an example, to experience what Shabbat is like in Israel, where the entire country shuts down and you really get a sense of, you know, again, as an American Jew, you think you know, the Shabbos or Shabbat, and I'm just taking a day to relax or go to services. But to be in Israel and to see an entire country shut down and the and to be with friends and family and to celebrate what it actually means, you know, in Thrive, we do a lot of Shabbatons where we travel around the country and we, you know, learn the values of Shabbat and the importance of, you know, togetherness and, and unity and, you know, taking a break from all of the, you know, craziness that goes on in our lives and to really reset and appreciate the week before and to set goals for the week after. As an example, you know, these are values that you can only get by living in Israel. And I think when students are making decisions on where they should go abroad, if you're a Jewish student in America, I think it's a no-brainer. Amazing. Now, it sounds like you had a great time and a really good Jewish experience. You also had fun. I had an amazing time. Yeah. So I was part of the Tel Aviv University program and Tel Aviv is very lively. It's right on the beach. There's a lot of nightlife and activities to do during the day. And I was there during the spring of 2019, which was fortunately a very peaceful time in Israel. And we would go to the beach together and go to all these events together. It was a fantastic time. And, you know, Again, was very happy with the decision to to go abroad to university. Amazing. No, I listen. It was really great to first of all have you in Israel with us. That's that was most important. It's also really nice to catch up a little bit and share a little bit about your experience with other people. And I look forward to hopefully seeing you very soon in person. Yeah. Thank you so much, Adi. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much, Adi. I really appreciate it. Take care, Noah. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please help us reach more people by subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. For more content like this, visit our website at thrivestudyabroad.org.